0: Hi, this is Noah.
1: Hey, it's Camberley, and this is the The to-do list!
0: List. I'm shaking my hands and doing jazz hands because I'm very excited about this episode. I kind of, I'm not saying I twisted Camberley's arm, but I I was thinking to myself, we live in New York City, and when people come, like friends of mine, or even just tourists in general who reach out to us, and say, hey, I'm coming to New York City, what's one of the things I should see? One of my top three answers is always, and consistently, a Broadway show. Because if you're coming to New York City, Broadway is something that New York City has that I feel cannot be replicated anywhere else in the United States.
1: Okay, I was going to say the West End.
0: <laughs> no, in the United States. because <laughs> okay, I think
1: Okay, fair enough. I compare oh, it to um... like
0: Hollywood, if you're going to L.A. Hollywood, they shoot those movies everywhere. Yes, they do have a set, but they're not necessarily you know you have a live audience for like a game show or something yeah but broadway is a big deal oh, yeah.
1: and, I, and and that's why i feel it's one of the main features in new york city that
0: being said in my research because everyone knows i love doing my research that what i discovered was broadway in the 2018 and 19 season generated 1.43 billion dollars
1: big business billions
0: yep. uh they had 38 shows open that year so that's relevant just because I'm going to do a compare and contrast to what's open now on Broadway. And that's kind yeah. of why I feel we held off a little bit till season 3 as it were to do something on Broadway because we we started doing uh, the to-do list podcast during the a little bit before the pandemic really hit and Broadway in turn took a big hit
1: everything took a big hit so like even with this podcast we were like oops (laughs)
0: because (laughs) Because the
1: whole thing was like we were like great we could see shows we could talk about them while they're open all these plans that we had and everything shut down i mean even with travel we've been very limited in new york city one of the most busy and interesting cities i think in the world i will say that there's many of them it's not just new york a broadway musical reference a lot of things to do in New York City, and basically everything was shut down. So it's like, what are we going to talk about when nobody can do
0: anything? A Broadway reference calls New York City the greatest city in the world. I'm not saying that musical is right, but
1: I, it's one of the greatest in the world. But I will not say the because yeah. I've been to many awesome cities. So, maybe Worldwide.
0: maybe that's a future episode. What's the greatest city in the world? And that's hard. We have no. to. We really have to see a lot yeah. of cities. Um, I, I, it's going to be hard for me in this episode. I'm not going to lie. Kimberly and I both have backgrounds in musical theater. I'm yes, not going to lie. I once did a 20... Oh, no, that was Othello. That was Shakespeare. I did a 20-page report on Othello. But as far as... And it's interesting because when I, we talk about Broadway, my mind instantly went to musicals. And that's... I need. Mean, Full disclosure, I'm partial musicals. I have seen plays on Broadway. I did a 20-page report on Othello in college, but I also did a 10-page report on Babes in Arms, which is a bit of an obscure musical. I yeah, can't say it's, it's produced, not that
1: produced that often. Enough,
0: but, yeah. but most people know the song My Funny Valentine, which you. a jazz standard and is in Babes in Arms. But don't get me, I could I could... I could I'm very excited about this episode. I love Broadway. I think it is one of New York City's greatest assets. And if I were to leave New York City, Broadway, I will say, is one of the things I will miss most, having the opportunity to just one night go see a show.
1: Absolutely. I think I think that is one of the highlights of living here. Sometimes I will, and we'll tell you how we do these things, but like at work or after work, it's like, hey, want to meet and see what's on the board or We'll explain all this in the podcast. But it's something that you can kind of do. Grab something to eat quickly, depending on the time, and go or grab something afterwards because it is New York and everything's open all the time or starting to be again. But I think it's a highlight. And a lot of the time when I have friends come and visit in in, in preparation, they'll have already booked two or three shows and they're ready to go. So maybe it's the crowd I hang out with, though, because I know like my brother had no interest <laughs> because right. he's not a theater guy. So it definitely depends on what you're looking for but even if you're not big (laughs) into theater i really think it's something that everybody should do once see a live show and if you're going to do it always support local as well and community theater and stuff we're really big into that but you really should go to broadway i think at least once in your life it's it's a whole different ballpark
0: uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just when you say that who who you are when you mentioned your brother did really didn't interest yep. an interest. I'd say or who you're married to because I will say when my mom and dad came, love you, mom and dad, shout out. They saw eight shows in eight days, and I would credit that more to my mom than my dad. Yeah, so, that's a lot. But when you say encourage people to see local community theater and sport theater wherever they are, I think that's applicable to what we're going to talk about in this episode. because sure. I plan on bringing up a number of shows that are m- memorable to me. And sometimes a show is memorable because of who is in it, but sometimes it's memorable because of the material itself. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of shows that have been on Broadway that will show in regional or community theaters or go on a national sure. tour. And those are one of those things I feel you should, like, check out. And I will honestly say that that's... I, I feel there is something for everyone on Broadway, uh, whether it be Book of Mormon or Avenue Q or yep. two humor settings. I think they're more palatable to somebody who is not a quote unquote theater person well, than diehard fan.
1: Especially, even though, and, and maybe I'll get a little flack for this, especially when it comes to juke musical. Yes. Those are huge in New York City right now. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a big fan and as a performer, it would not be the happiest role for me. Hey, look, I'd be happy to be on Broadway and get paid what they do. But the reality is it's not a passion of mine. But these shows do do well and audiences like them. So if you're with somebody who's not really big into... You know, theater, theater. It may be more palatable if it's what isn't MJ the musical? Yes, yeah, it is. I was yeah, going to yeah, literally ask musical. you that.
0: A Tina is... Turner you Don't forget Tina. Oh, Do not forget closed. Tina No, it's was. still open. I did my research. Oh, okay, still so open. you know,
1: there's things like that as that of the are time of right now, and people love stuff like that. Um, it's 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 not my cup of tea, but you know, everybody has different things. I like. I tend to like obscure and depressing. Very musical theater specifically. No, that, got... that's that's what I love. <laughs>
0: Now I got Tina Turner in my head. I hope you have MJ in your head. No. In his musical, I hope there's Annie. Are you? Is it Annie? Are you okay? Annie,
1: are you okay?
0: Okay. Yeah. If that's in the show, would Smooth you go see
1: criminal. it? criminal. No, absolutely not. I I could listen to it on Spotify if I wanted to hear it. Honestly, it's just not my cup of tea. It's just not. What's love?
0: That's all I'm saying. Yeah. What's up? that's my karaoke song. I'm not glad. Yeah, we can't oh, Tina, that. Oh, mm. Tina. I'm not going to say anything about Tina. (laughs) Paying her taxes. I I wasn't going to say anything about (laughs) Tina. But interestingly you say that. There's something for everyone. So one time my parents came, and this goes into... I'm going into a little bit of my favorite memories. Kimberly may jump in with some of her favorite memories of Broadway shows. But when we say there's something for everyone, a good example would have been when my parents came to come to New York and we were going to see three shows while they were here. And my dad picked one, my mom picked one, and I picked one. Mm -hmm. And to show the disparity between the three, my dad picked Jersey Boys, Mm -hmm. my mom picked Gypsy, Mm -hmm. And I picked, (laughs) and I don't regret it, Xanadu. I do not regret it. I do not. Cheyenne Jackson. I saw Meeks and Carrie Butler. I saw some Mary Testa. It made me laugh. I didn't regret it. My parents looked at me kind of like, what was that? I don't care. My point, and the reason why you made me think of this experience, and Mm -hmm. it actually was one of my favorite memories. I'm going to go there. But is because you mentioned Jukebox musicals. Yeah. We're a little bit biased because of our background in theater. I know my answer. My question for you, Kimberly, is about how many... Jukebox musicals would you say you've seen? none about zero not a single one I have not one. seen one congratulations
1: because I just, it's not something I've seen the clips online I mm-hmm. won't lie I may may or may not have seen a few bootlegs on YouTube
0: bootlegs don't exist they don't exist they don't
1: exist but if they yes, did they do. I may have seen them um, <laughs> and honestly it's just not for me I'd rather see the original artist do it than people go up on stage but again that's just me that's just I, I, me and, I'm not into it
0: and we're being honest about that because yep. we did not see Mama, I've never seen Mamma Mia never to this day it. Uh, I have not seen MJ. Never uh, saw it. Meet, was it "Bad Out of Hell"? Was it Meatloaf musical? Think that,
1: was, that was only a limited run, and honestly, I had no interest. Because <laughs> I, I had no offense, and I know he's yes. passed. I'm not into his music.
0: RIP Meatloaf. R. So
1: R. I. P. I only know one song of his.
0: Which one? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I would do anything for love, but I won't go see bad out of hell. That's
0: what I'm looking for. Thank you for delivering. You are
1: welcome. It's just, look, I I have no beef with the guy. Get it? Beef and meat. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, Oh my gosh. You're on a roll. You're on a roll. She's hot
1: tonight. She's hot. Honestly, I just, it's not, look. It's good not, for him. He had a bigger career than I ever will, and good for him. Applaud, applaud. But it's just not my type of music. And
0: so I good think for him. regarding Mamma Mia, I remember when it originally came out on Broadway, and I want to say it played at the Winter Garden, which had cats. Th- yeah, did now forever. cats now and forever. Now and was it, it, forever. No, Winter no, Garden no. keeps getting them forever. Oop, forever. Well, I think they have Beetlejuice right now. But that's neither here nor there.
1: I've heard it's good. Point, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. <laughs> point,
0: the point of the story on Mamma Mia is I remember the reviews when it first came out and they mm-hmm. basically said if you're not a fan of ABBA you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And so the reason why I asked Kimberly this question is because the only jukebox musical I have ever seen is Jersey Boys. Yeah. And I did it for my dad because I'd like to think my love for my dad is stronger than my dislike of... The Jersey Boys. Frankie
1: Valli. And
0: and the Four Seasons. (laughs) Uh, The plot actually wasn't that bad. I was surprised. Because most of the time with Jukebox musicals, for you, the listener, what you're going to get is songs, they got to get all their songs in, but then the the actual Ugh. script, they're going to force it. It is just gonna force such it.
1: a lame script. Okay, I don't want to say that. Which one? That's negative. In most of them, it's yes. a script that's very thin. It's a very thin, it's a reach. plotless kind of thing where, oh, maybe it's all a dream in my head, but then they put it all together with the songs and throw them in there any way they can. It's just, it's, it, it's not for me, and I just don't want to rail on it too hard because I know people really love it, and I'm not going to judge you if you go and see if it gets your butt into a Broadway chair. Because that's what... I mean, I think everybody should experience and it. I think so I'm not going to rip on people's tastes if it keeps the performing arts. Because in a lot of ways, performing arts are kind of being gutted in schools around the U.S. and things. And so for me, I'm not going to rip on that. I don't care if it's a uh, theater in the middle of Iowa. Whatever. Keep it going, people. So I'm not going to rip on and
0: it. And I think that's when you were addressing your beef with meatloaf. Mm-hmm. I don't think... I stole your material. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think your beef has to do with meatloaf itself. Your beef is pay- paying 90 to to $100 for meatloaf when you aren't necessarily a meatloaf fan.
1: It's, it's, yeah, it's just not for me and I feel like a lot of the time with the jukebox musicals it's about the material not the staging so much. So or the So to plot. charge $200 for something that basically is artist's music, you can go to a concert of the artist if they're still alive, I mean with MJ obviously not, and pay less for that to see them actually do it, so for me it's a little confusing, but again that's just a me thing it's just not for me, I want something that um, and even if it was the thing that I wanted to see most of all, I wouldn't pay full price because I'm that cheap
0: well, person. two things on that. One, if they're still alive. Ironically enough, Frankie Valley is still alive. Yes. And I love my dad so much, he got me to see... My dad and mom combined got me to see Frankie Valley live, which I... us. But regardless of yeah. that, <laughs> when, when, we're, when we're talking about the amount of money, you mentioned $200. I'm that's... just going to say this here and now. I have never paid $200 oh, for never. a ticket.
1: No, and that's that's kind of where we're kind of going with this. As if you're coming to see Broadway, it's pretty normal for people to either ask me how to go about it... Or, people at work do this too, or people make the choice, I won't say it's a mistake, but they make the choice of um, actually paying full price. And for premium shows that are brand new, like I know like Book of Mormon when it first came out in Hamilton, good luck. You're not going to get discounted seats. The best that you can do is like standing room or win the lottery. Hamilton, yeah. Yeah, they do have lotteries. So I guess... But you're going to be standing most of the time, the whole time. So it's not really great if you're older or have any sort of disabilities or things like that. Um, So it's up to you. But there are ways to kind of buck the system to get cheaper tickets, but if you want a comfortable seat, you are going to have to pay. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never paid top dollar. I won't see the original cast unless I can get a discount. Usually... I'm sorry. I'm just not paying that. Usually,
0: I don't either. In the past, when I was younger, and I ironically had less money, I used to do it more because I was gung-ho on seeing a specific show, but now I've seen... I will say this. Out of the five longest-running shows in Broadway history, four of them are currently open. Those four are Phantom of the Opera, Mm -hmm. Chicago, Lion King, and Wicked. I have seen all four of them.
1: Oh, really? So I have. Yes, I've seen three
0: three out of. Four. I have seen all four, and I can say three of them I've seen more than once because oh, wow. tourists want to see it all. Yeah, coming in. and and I don't have hate. So that being said, when I was younger, I wanted to see like Chicago or I wanted to see Lion King, so yeah. I pay higher. But now they've been here a while now and pay dollar. And I lived here long enough. I know that I can go in January or like early September, early October, and get cheaper tickets.
1: No, I agree. But here's the thing. Now we're kind of going off a But honestly, for me, I also don't mind seeing the understudies because, and I know some people don't like that. They want to see the original cast. For me, sometimes those understudies are more hungry than those leads. I know other people really love it. For me, sometimes I love seeing the understudies because I find them to be actually sometimes better than the leads so don't be afraid of that either because you can get better deals sometimes on matinees or off days like Wednesday or things like that so it just depends so
0: that being said yes we did get off topic but I'm, I'm gonna go there it's good information Broadway, it, and we will have more <laughs> good information because we we know a decent amount about Broadway let's just say that yep. Um As far as should you go, should you not go, I've I've played my deck, I'm not being funded by the Broadway League, they have not given me money, but I will say I've had a number of experiences where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in New York City, and this is an experience I could not get anywhere else, I'm so thankful to be here and experiencing this. One of those was with my mom and dad, (laughs) when we went to see Gypsy. So when we talk about, we were talking about Underserty versus Lead, the Gypsy, I've seen Gypsy more than once, and I'm not going to lie one of us in this room right now may have been in Gypsy. Mm -hmm. It was not me. And so, I'm not a fan of the show. Are you a fan of Gypsy?
1: I wasn't at first until I did the role, and then I realized how complex it was for a, a of a show of that time
0: period. are you going to tell what role you did because then yeah I was Gypsy Louise thank you so, so we know the complexity of that in role. some
1: ways I could kind of connect with that character being that I was a big tomboy growing up I could connect with her the material isn't as serious as I normally like I don't tend to do those older shows but I stepped in for um, a director that I knew, and I'm glad I did it. I, because I do feel that once you get into the shows, unless it's really bad, there's one show I did, I won't say I despise that show. And the I material. Warmed up, yeah, I never got warmed it. up to it when I did it. I was like, oh, no. <laughs>
0: but, and, uh, and I think the reason why, why... I liked
1: it. I, I Yeah, I learned to really enjoy the material. You know, I think things like that can sometimes be overlooked because they're seen as old war horses.
0: And I think one of the reasons why I got into that with Kimberly Weather, she just liked the show, the material. I didn't talk about cast but we've yep. talked about casting understudy versus the originator or the original cast. Mm-hmm. I think part of that goes to, I did study directing in college and one of the things they told us was, 90% of the success of your show is determined when you choose your script and you choose your cast. Yep you you as a director only affect really 10%. So I'm not saying that's oh, true or false. That's, I
1: don't agree with I, that. Yeah, bit. I don't
0: know that I agree with it, but I feel like maybe it was something they were trying to like get into as the importance of choosing a good script and good material and choosing a good cast. Basically saying mm-hmm. that, to keep us humble as directors and not get an ego. That's no, I get that, there. but
1: you're, you're the captain of the ship. I, 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 mean, I the, hear the, it the, the well. The director's the captain of the ship, and if it's going down, it's because of
0: the... But part <laughs> of being a good leader is knowing when to delegate or get somebody who has the skills to do what you want and that goes into one of my memorable experiences with my parents was the gypsy I saw I saw Bernadette Peters but with my parents I saw Patty Lapone and when we talk about seeing people versus their understudies Patty Lapone for me is one of those people that will get me into a show she got me into seeing War Paint. she's got me into seeing I love Sweeney Todd but she got me into seeing her and Sweeney Todd mm-hmm. and we referenced her in our um, Seeing Stars episode, which was Season 2, Episode 21. And that was... It wasn't necessarily the scene afterwards that impressed me. It's that this role... I'm not saying it was made for her as much as Evita may have been. But as soon as the orchestra was on stage in the beginning and the curtain rose, and and just seeing the power and the tour de force, I'll call it, performance of Ms. Lapone was just... A- an awesome experience and i actually don't even necessarily like the material but i also felt the rest of the cast laura benanti was very impressive in that cast as well so i feel like that was one of those experiences where i'm like wow i'm glad i got to experience this not only with my parents but experience yeah. it at all
1: yeah yeah no i hear that so the best way because some people are like, when are you t- going to tell us how to get these deals? Well, Okay, so the best, there, there's many ways to do this. And it really, like I said, depends on how you want to go about it. Because if you are established or save money, there's ways, The probably the most expensive way is to buy it online. And the thing is, I think we both agree buying it off a website. It's not the best way for us, I feel, to do it. It is a way to do it, especially if it's a popular show and it's going to sell out. It is a very convenient way to do it, but you're going to pay full price and you are going to pay those ticket fees online. And they can get up to $10, like a ticket or something, and processing fees. It's a darn website. Why am I paying for your stuff? But whatever. For me, that's the way that I tend to skip it. The other way that I think is very expensive that some people do is to actually go to the box office. But the difference is, you don't pay those fees, so you can actually. Do you pay fees? You, well, that look,
0: <laughs> it's a, no, no, no. I'm giving you a look because it's included in the ticket price. They they have a like theater fee or whatever, but it's it's still yes, it's cheaper than to to the box to office. On but I was just giving you a look because if you're a listener who is not in New York City, yeah. That might be difficult for you.
1: No, I agree. I'm just saying if you kind of want to take a gamble in any of these ways. When you go and do it the ways that we're going to say... You are taking a slight gamble that you may not get to see what you want, so it's always best to come in off-season. Never... Like, in December, good luck. In spring, good luck. In summer, good luck. But, like, that guy... That
0: good luck. Guy. <laughs> good luck to you
1: with your poopy car. So, the thing is, like, if you're coming in January through February, it's dead. Even September and October, it's pretty dead before the holidays, so you can get better chance of getting decent tickets. But if you're willing to take the gamble, you can also go to the box office and actually go to the theater when it opens up and bypass those charges but the problem is you may not get the show that you want so i think that's the big thing that's that's the highlight of ordering online way ahead of time is your guaranteed seats if it's you're just, you are going to pay it if you are gung-ho if you're on seeing that show
0: if you're gung-ho on a particular show and that's one of the things that i think in general is I when I go to when I'm gonna go to a show unless Mm -hmm. it's closing and I gotta see it before it closes I tend to have options I'm kind of like oh where can I best seats what's gonna be the best price I tend to have options because there's usually more than one thing I want to see so as to what Kimberly's saying is if you're gung ho on seeing a certain show on March 16th. You're gonna. You're gonna prob- pay. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay. And then you yeah. might be paying that 200 bucks. To me, I'm not saying it's not worth it, especially if you're a tourist and you're here and you want that one night in New York on March 16th, and you've sure. got to see a certain show.
1: Somebody's birthday, and this is what they want, or anniversary, and this is what they want. I get it. I'm not gonna judge you, but if you have time, this is this is what I would do if I was visiting for a week. And maybe this is just me. I would make a list of all the shows that I was interested in, mm-hmm, musicals mm-hmm. and plays, maybe even off Broadway. And then go to the place that everyone knows in New York City, TD, TKT. <laughs> there's too many of them. There's TDF, there's TKTS, there's a whole bunch of Today Ticks. Today Ticks, they're everywhere. With TKTS. <squishy gasps> <Lion's laughs> That is the way that a lot of tourists will try to get tickets. Where is it? It's located on 47th and Times Square?
0: It's right in Times Square. It's the big red steps yeah, by the George really M. Cohen Square. Near uh, 47th. 40 and 49th. Between 47th yep. and 49th because that big Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Angle. There's a big
1: old store.
0: It's underneath it. You, you can't. <laughs> if you miss it, I don't know what you're doing with your life.
1: There's a bunch of steps and it says TKTS and it's red and there's a huge line during the,
0: the summer. The, <laughs> and there's, well... Wow. There's the Elmos, and there's the Batmans, uh, and there's yeah, the...
1: There, there's all kinds you'll of make, trouble. You you'll,
0: can't miss it. You'll make friends. You'll make friends Even there. if
1: you don't want to.
0: So TKTS, yes. basically what they do is they give a disc... Not all shows. No. Basically what happens is shows that have on Broadway or off-Broadway they will put a discount, a percentage of the ticket price that they will give you off of a ticket for that same day. Yep. The most I think I've seen is 50%. Yeah,
1: on shows usually that are closing or off-Broadway, you'll get the 50%. I've usually seen, it tends to be 30, sometimes 40. I've 30. seen
0: 25. I've seen yeah, 15 yeah. is pretty low. Usually yeah. it's between 25 and get 50. 50 is high. And And that being said, if you have a number of shows, that's a decent option. And yeah. I'm not going to lie, this is where I jump up theater, musical theater nerds may know who Sherry Renee Scott is. Mm -hmm. I went, and I will say, if you're, if you're in New York City in late August, early September, or will will those in the tennis world know as the U.S. Open, go to Broadway. Go to Broadway. Because, because, Everyone who's in New York in late August, early September, because most of the world is back in school or thinking about going back to school, the people in town at that time are going to the U.S. Open. So they ain't trying to go to Broadway. So the reason why I bring up Sherry Renee Scott is that year I got to see Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and I got tickets to TKTS. I was in the front row. I got spat upon by Sherry Renee Scott. And I'm not saying I'm a nerd like that, but I was like... I am that close to Sherry Renee See, Scott. I don't like
1: being that close. Oh, I do. And the reason why is because I'm short. So if I'm that close, this happened when we saw Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Um, oh, We were so close that I couldn't even see the whole ending scene. And I won't ruin it for anyone. But you could see it. And I was sitting there I'm staring up at the lights going, I wish I knew what was <laughs> happening. I totally didn't get to see the whole end because they're they're upstage. And so I had no clue what was happening. I mean, I well, didn't what they were saying.
0: I think they were too close to the downstage for you to so see. What's interesting is after we left there, I think I did some research and found out you could have gotten a booster seat.
1: Okay, I don't <laughs> want a booster seat at this point in my life. Aww. But honestly, I could not see anything. And so I missed part of it. So if you're tall, it's a great option. If you're short like me, good luck. And if you have kids, young kids, it may be hard. So
0: I think you got those tickets through a different program. I don't I think did. we did TKTS. I did. The, the reason why I bring that up is because with TKTS specifically, mm-hmm. when you go to that booth, they'll tell you, they'll say, oh, I got something oh, here, yeah. I got something here, I got something here, out of what out they, of they, have, of what they have remaining. And you can say, oh, I want something further back. And there is this thing they will call obstructed view, Yes, which basically means there's going to be a post or like Camberley yep. situation. There's the lip of the stage and yep. you can't see what's by their feet or knees Mm -hmm. or maybe even could you even see their heads
1: no i couldn't see anything (laughs) so i just no so essentially i saw blue i know that it was blue back there because it was daytime and it was supposed to be sunny
0: so essentially camberley had obstructed view but that's neither here nor there my point is due to
1: my genetic failures
0: tkts of the places we're talking about more or less uh TKTS is one of my top two ways to get tickets. Oh, I love I TKTS. Agree.
1: TKTS is, especially if you're a New Yorker, you know about it. And that's what, we were, what I was talking about earlier is, like, if I'm at work and a couple people, my friends, are like, hey, want to go catch a show tonight? That's the awesomeness of living in New York City. And then I'm on, I should be working, but I'm on my phone going, yeah, you know what? Let's meet up and go hit TKTS. But the thing is with TKTS that it does change. So... Even if you see a show earlier, like an hour earlier, mm-hmm. it will pop off. It may pop back on. It's so weird how it happens. Like, you'll be staring at it, talking about it. Should we see this one? And then you go back and it's gone. And you're like,
0: oh! So the more
1: then it pops back, maybe before the curtain. But do you want to take that risk? Because you may lose all the shows that you were interested in. So you kind of have to be prepared to jump.
0: So together. the moral, uh, I guess, what I'm hearing from you is, seize the opportunity. Because yes. when it's there and you want it, get in that line. Gets in that line and get your ticket.
1: I, I remember once we went and, and it popped off and then we just waited and it did come back. But then another time we waited and it didn't. So we left. And I was <laughs> So it, it's a gamble. Because there
0: was nothing else we wanted to see. Oh,
1: hell no. It was just garbage that night. And, I mean, there... But another man's garbage is another person's treasure. So we won't say what. But for me, I was like, no, I'm out of here.
0: I was waiting for you to reference Meatloaf again. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, and, and I will say that Broadway is open seven days a week, in that everything doesn't show every day. They no, take different dark true. nights.
1: Which is so smart. It used to be just Mondays, yeah. and now they moved it to sometimes Tuesdays.
0: Sometimes Mondays. And
1: some of them start at seven, some start at eight, some just have matinees on Sunday and the evening. So that's the nice thing is they're basically have kind of broken the mold so there's always something running. It may not be as much on Monday or Tuesday but there's always something Mm, running.
0: Well, and also those things that are running on Monday and Tuesday may not be as full because generally when I... Friday and Saturday and even Sunday I would say are the roughest times. So... Do you want to say more about how to get tickets, or should I prompt you? Because I know where one thing you know a lot of. Oh,
1: well,, yeah, there's one that this one is not so easy for somebody who's out of town. This was something for more for people who live in New York City or are new to New York City or new, new Jersey, Jersey or Connecticut. This. Yeah, or New Jersey or Connecticut. But it really it may not be worth it unless you see, um, a handful of shows a year but it's called tdf and this is something that i joined now not everybody can join this it's for students it's for people who are working hourly um technically i do work al- uh, hourly because i have a um as a salary, but on top of it, I do get overtime, so that counts. So they, they're kind of tricky with how that you can get this. You can see on the TDF site if you are able to get this. Uh, you may know friends who are able to get this, and then you can get tickets because you know I know Noah joined me on a couple things, and it's forty dollars membership a year. Now I'm not about membership, but in the end, I ended up using it. I think twice within the first six weeks, and it pretty much mm, already paid itself off. I think off. you did three. Yeah, three in the first six weeks, and it end up paying itself off like that. So you may want to go in with a friend. They pay twenty, you pay twenty, done. But it's just it's a great way because what it is is that they will show tickets day of and a couple days in advance. So that's how I went to see Dear Evan Hansen mm-hmm. and also Come From Away.
0: And you also ended up seeing an off Broadway show, Broadway Bounty Hunter.
1: I did. <laughs> so, any
0: golden, any golden, any golden. Yeah,
1: so basically. <laughs> I saw that because I went on the site, and they. the problem with this is they don't tell you where you're going to be seated or if it's obstructed. Right. So, basically, it's more of a gamble. When we went to see Annie Golden, it was really great. At Bounty Hunter, it was really great Broadway seats, Bounty but it Bounty was Bounty. it was a smaller theater, to be fair. And actually, Come From Away were decent yeah. seats. They weren't bad. I tend to like the mezzanine, first row mezzanine, but those are bougie seats, so there you go. But... Um, with dear Evan Hansen there was the issue where I couldn't see certain parts of it because I am so short. You do not know where you're gonna be seated, but that being said, I end up getting tickets for like forty bucks. Right. Actually that that's right. how I the first show I saw. Oh
0: good, we have a story from, from Kimberly. Oh, from, oh, oh. um
1: T D F was one I had been itching to see. Oh no. More for bad than probably it's, good. Sick this Curiosity. Has changed her forever. I freaking <laughs> love this show and my oh, no. only regret is that I did not see it beforehand because it was closing at this time it hurts and that is King Kong the musical and you're like King Kong the musical oh yes for real this is what you saw and you are admitting this and the reality is and I'm making fun of jukebox musicals yes indeed I did see it and I have absolutely no regrets so you see that show that some people would be embarrassed for you to go see girl it was good
0: girl you need good. to do full disclosure. I'm going to out you right now. Out me. Not only did she see King Kong, the musical, and it changed her forever. Yeah. She also may or may not have looked up a bootleg online uh, to see the other, because we saw the understudy. Yeah,
1: we saw the understudy. So you yeah. went to see the original. it is no longer online. But um, I did see that briefly before it got pulled, as they should. Moving up, moving up, moving up, um, moving on up. You, you shouldn't have those up there. Shame <laughs> on you. But... Um, it was it was interesting. I will say the set yes. was absolutely amazing, but <laughs> look, up, let's just up. say that the the um, acting and the script was a little bit ooh. But King Kong and I stand by it was absolutely amazing. And the thing is, they should have won the Tony. <laughs> they didn't utilize him enough. He was the only thing saving that show. The music was a singer. Okay. The staging was fantastic, just because of the amount of pride they put into those sets. King Kong. Cracked me up, and the way that it moved and growled was absolutely fantastic. If it is possible, I will put up the bows because you are allowed to tape the bows. They tell you you can take pictures. They did? Yeah, oh. they said you can take pictures of the bows and things at the end because and people want to see King Kong. Nobody he cared got about the rest of the cast. Nobody cared. He uh, wanted to well, see King Kong.
0: What if when I was I was present for this? Yes, I did. I can say I was changed forever. I've seen a lot of bad shows. And there is, I will agree with Campbell. there's something to be said. There's good, it hurts. And i mean, sorry, yeah. there's bad, it hurts. It's we're, so painful, I, it's bad. I
1: did, I waste my time.
0: And then there's bad, funny. I would call...
1: <laughs> King Kong was fantastic. It was the stinker was, that it, we all were no, waiting for.
0: it was not fantastic. I, I disagree with you wholeheartedly, but I will say it was bad, funny.
1: That's what I'm saying. It was okay. fantastic. No, it was not fantastic. That is not fantastic. My favorite part was when King Kong jumps down from the building, not on the Empire State Building, yes. which didn't look like the Empire that's State Building. That's what I was
0: That was her it biggest didn't even complaint. Look
1: like it. Was King Kong's on the top of the Empire State Building, and there's that not that like steeple
0: <laughs> yep, yep, part, yep. which
1: yep. is like that's. Iconic,
0: which was it funny. Made no freaking sense. Because we were watching it, and Kimberly was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Oh, she didn't like the people behind her because there were some kids behind her kicking her seat and just being yeah, rambunctious. I just, mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say kids; they were teenagers, so they were old enough to know better. But neither, they, there.
1: they weren't teenagers.
0: Other than but them,
1: they were annoying. But her
0: biggest complaint was that the Empire State Building doesn't look like the Empire. It, did. it didn't look
1: like it. It could have been anywhere. So then, it's so weird because it's supposed to be in the 1930s, and then all of a sudden, techno music comes on. techno music while King Kong is running through the streets. Techno music. It made no freaking sense.
0: You forgot my... uh, So, uh, it was bad, but funny, as opposed to bad, but it hurts. I will say that. I did literally guffaw when King Kong was fighting this snake thing. The snake.
1: Yeah, it's I, in the movie. It was yeah. so,
0: oh, it was so, you know the movie. And then movie. they said
1: splat. Yeah, I've seen they
0: it. They said splat. I don't remember splat. This is clearly, clearly Kimberly's <laughs> been changed forever. She remembers was, a lot of it It was so
1: bad. It was good. It, uh, was, no, it was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I wish I'd, my only regret is not seeing it two more times.
0: Okay. Do you know how much money you paid for that ticket?
1: I think I paid $50. I see. And what? I was in good seats towards the front. Uh, we were alright. It
0: was good. We were, I thought we were under the mezzanine yeah, on the ground floor.
1: I could see it. It was good.
0: The, yeah. My, qu- my query to you is, would you have paid 150 No.
1: Absolutely. I wouldn't pay 150 for any show. Well,
0: then I guess you didn't love it enough.
1: I don't love any show that much. you <laughs> so, could bring back Ethel Merman for the dead and I wouldn't pay those prices. So,
0: one thing. I'm, I'm getting a little bit about buying tickets because TDF, but do you need to say anything about TDF before we get off that? So,
1: TDF I honestly think it's a good deal. I haven't done it yet because theaters are slowly opening up, but I'm going to be renewing it now um, because I let it obviously elapse because why would I pay for it when Broadway was Well, done? they
0: also stopped you prematurely because Broadway was shut.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I didn't get that back. But whatever. So, I'll look at it as a donation.
0: Because <laughs> you got honestly, King Kong. You, you're the winner in this if, situation. If, if you
1: could do that and even split it between four friends, whoo, and then you know one person keeps passing and goes, hey guys, the problem with that is that you have to go with the person who's on the account. You cannot... Gift the tickets because they have to show ID to get in. So that is the only thing is that they can't be gifted. You have to go. So if you hang out with me and I get you in, you have to hang out with me. And give so me I'm, a drink.
0: What I'm hearing about TDF is one of the pluses is you can arrange it a day before. Or a day two or, or two, before, yeah. But so you know. Or day of. But yeah. one of the negatives about TDF as opposed to TKTS yeah. is you don't know where you're sitting and you've no control oh, no. over where you're sitting.
1: No. And you have to go with the person even if you don't like them.
0: So learn like me. Well, well, I'm just clarifying the pluses and minuses when when listeners are doing that. So I, I need to talk about one of my other memorable experiences. And this memorable experience is one of my favorite shows. If you ever have the opportunity to see this show, I can honestly say, do it, do it, do it. The show was The Mystery of Edwin Drood. And it is a bit of an obscure show in that it was a, a story by Charles Dickens that was not necessarily finished so basically what they do is audience participation where you can the audience gets to vote on like who the lovers are and who the murderer is and it was such a wonderful experience of course the lovers are always the people that shouldn't be like a brother a sister or an older lady and a way younger man. which gets into Cheetah Rivera. So Cheetah Rivera, I consider, her like, a Broadway icon. She was in West Side Story, Chicago, and Kiss of the Spider Woman. And she was playing, uh, the Princess Puffer, and she got paired up on the Evening I saw with a way younger man. And the way she played it up was just so <laughs> fun. That being said, the show itself was wonderful. I'm so glad I got to see it. The material itself it's fun. It's an enjoyable experience. And the, the lady sitting next to me actually turned to me halfway through. She says, do you know this show? I said, yeah, I know the show. She says, well, you're laughing so hard. You're clearly enjoying it very much. And I'm like, and I did. It, it, it was so wonderful to see. But the reason why I'm bringing it up now is uh, my real experience and how this applies to you, the listener, is one of the things about Broadway is they often do reception lines after shows where you can meet people. <laughs> and it was a rainy night the night I went and I wanted to see Cheetah Rivera because she's an Aquarius and I'm Aquarius and I saw her and she's an icon. But she didn't come out. So not all performers come out. I will say that. So the security, they do have security there. The security guy said, who are you waiting for? And I said, Ms. Rivera. And he says, let me see what I can do. So he went in and he invited me backstage and I got to meet Ms. Rivera and get her autograph. This
1: is not normal. This is
0: not, (laughs) not normal. That security guard was so, so nice. I've been to a number of shows. I don't always stand in line, but I feel like there are certain people who are legends or icons who are not always going to be performing. So I feel we should uh, take advantage of these opportunities or these when we get sure. them. So I, you know, he very easily could say she's not coming out tonight or she's not seeing people tonight. But I got to say thank you. I just wanted to let you know I enjoyed your performance. Thank you very much. And would ask would you please sign my playbill? And she did, and she was very nice. And that was it. And then I was ushered out, and it was good. But that that to me was a memorable experience. That's something that I don't think I would get the opportunity to meet Cheetah Rivera backstage in. Idaho if that makes sense
1: no no that's true I mean I was lucky because I knew somebody in um, who is a usher it's part of the union you actually have to be unionized to be a an usher and I was brought on stage not during show it was in between shows matinee and evening show and because I knew this usher they let me go on stage and sing a few bars on the st. James theater um, and so I got to go on stage I have been on a Broadway stage
0: do you remember what you sang
1: no. I oh, because I was going to make can't. you sick it. No, no, I actually don't. But, you know, I can't put it on my resume. So it's all good. It wasn't Big
0: S Glacier, apparently. No. That's one of her original That's songs. one of
1: my originals. No, it was yeah. not. But, I mean, there's something really, really just magical about the Broadway experience. But if it is a big-time show that you are really interested in, that it's a hard ticket to get, and not all of them do this. I know Hamilton did during... Um, it's heyday. I mean, now it's Mm -hmm. a little bit easier to get in. It was standing. You could do the lottery.
0: Yeah. So the lottery and there's a rush also. So I did a little research on this. Basically, there's an online lottery. There's an in-person kind of rush thing. not all
1: theaters do it. So you have to look to see what show you're interested in and go to the website. Very
0: much so. So as far as pricing goes, because we threw out that $200 Mm -hmm. ticket price. The lowest lottery I saw was a ham for ham, which is $10 ten dollars to see hamilton that is currently so going in and it is an online lottery mm-hmm. um the one that's the most expensive from what i saw was wicked and they charge 49 dollars to 59 dollars for the lottery depending on the day they obviously put the weekends higher are,
1: are these standing room only no no these, oh, okay. these are
0: actual like, seat okay. seats because some are, of
1: them are standing room right only. these that
0: i'm referencing room. right now are seat Got seats it. Got it. so they basically do these lottery the day of the show but you can enter the lottery beforehand. Like, I've done the digital lottery yeah. and I've entered it and found out the day before. Mm-hmm. So, you, because it's online, you don't necessarily, back in days gone by, you'd have to wait there the day of, and you have these long lines of people yeah. waiting to get a ticket. That's not so much anymore. Some have, I will, though, going back to Wicked, who, their lottery price is between $49 and $59 for a seat. But they do give student discounts and military discounts. Mm-hmm. So, Each show has their own kind of lane. Some do lotteries, some do rushes, some do student discounts. So those are the kind of things you want to research online. And if if you know what show you want to do. But I will say the cheapest lottery I've seen, wholeheartedly, is Hamilton. uh, For 10 bucks, Which is an amazing price. Uh, I... I have done the lottery. I have seen shows because of the lottery. Mm-hmm. I've gotten lucky to win. You can put in the lottery. Oh, the downfall of the lottery because we talked about the downfalls of yep. TKTS versus TDF. The lottery, you can only get one or two tickets. Yes, you cannot get. I, I know some people who are coming to New York City. You're
1: not getting. A and there's
0: going to be like five of them. <laughs> it's not. You're not gonna. No, no. not going to happen.
1: No. Nope. So, so it's, it's li- All of them have limitations in their own way.
0: Well, the cruelest thing is to be if your parents coming with your kids, the parents go to Broadway to about their kids, if they're teenagers, run around yeah, town. Yeah, like
1: they're seven years old. <laughs> go yeah. Go to Chinatown.
0: <laughs> no. We'll but, see you later. So, the lottery. Have you done the lottery?
1: No. Okay. I'm not a lottery type person.
0: No, she's not. No. She's, like she's more of a TDF. No,
1: I just, I like having a little bit more control with that. Um, but that's just me. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just... Maybe I will one day.
0: Yeah. I, I you never know. It's just another option. And I yeah. feel versus TDF, which I don't know is a viable option for somebody who's traveling here from out of town. I think that the lottery yeah, great or TKTS are definite options. You had mentioned standing room only SRO, yeah. which basically the way that works from my understanding is a Broadway theater has to be sold out. Yes. And once that theater is sold out, yep. then at the box office, they will sell standing room only tickets where you're basically standing the, the entire performance time. I'm going to be honest. I've never done that.
1: I will never do that. I, Can you imagine if it was Lay is and it's three hours and 20 minutes?
0: Look down. Point, look down. Like, no. You that, are looking down. You're looking down at your feet saying, these, these dogs are barking. This hurts. If you have the wrong shoes on.
1: Oh, well, no. you know, from what I've heard, though, from some ushers is that if people leave at intermission, that they'll put you in the seats. But they have to make sure that nobody's coming back for a while. No, oh. you know what I mean yeah yeah I know what you mean Yeah, like yeah. If, if they're five minutes late and then they kick you out that looks bad
0: or if somebody there used to be a thing called second acting a show and I am not endorsing that at all but there's also such a thing as people walking out of shows yeah some people have left at intermission or beforehand God knows it's, I wanted to have you ever done it?
1: I... I Yes, I did. Ooh, what did I you... Did, I did you say that. what it was? Oh. No, it was a play, and a friend wanted to go see it, and I think it was, like, in something like TDF, and or they got free tickets, and it was so bad, I don't even remember. I,
0: I so it was here out. in New York?
1: Oh, yeah, I walked out. Oh, wow. We walked out at intermission and got drinks instead. It was like, this thing's terrible. Wolf. I forget what it is. Yep.
0: Wolf. Buzz, your girlfriend. Wolf. But that's it.
1: That's just, that's the only one. Yeah, but I wanted to a few times, but everybody else wanted to stay, so I was like, <laughs> okay, fine.
0: I have never walked out. I didn't even walk out of King Kong. But
1: Hell no! I wanted to stay.
0: I know. Well, even if you weren't with me, I wouldn't have walked out. I think, oh, I'm thinking of the worst show I've ever seen on Broadway. I'm, I have my answer, actually. I just thought of it right now.
1: Yeah, I, w- I don't want
0: to. Well, wanna I'll answer. say it. I have no problems. And this is a warning to you listeners out there. Some of the worst shows I've seen on Broadway were Lestat and Dance of the Vampires. Lestat was probably the worst because that was. It hurt. It was bad. So therefore, it wasn't even funny. And so I didn't even walk out of that. Part of us, I went to the end. At any rate, those those are the cheaper ways you can necessarily get tickets beforehand. I think we've the only one we really haven't touched upon is today ticks. I and, don't know that one. And that is kind of similar, from my understanding, to TDF. It's just a different corporation, and instead of what you do is you check in with the person outside the actual box office of the theater the day off. But Today Ticks is another option and that's another one but that is one that I will say that Camberley and I are least familiar with. The last uh, experience I guess that is unique that I just wanted to mention about Broadway that I've experienced and I feel you can't experience anyone else was Waitress the Musical. I had seen it more than once and I got to see it with Sarah Bareilles and that was special not only because she was a composer but also because she's not known as an actress and I found but the fact that there's some people who are known on an international scale or an international level, and then having them come to Broadway perform and having you experience them essentially expose their heart to you was just wonderful and a moving experience. So I, I cherish that and think that's another great opportunity because we talked about um, celebrity or stunt casting. They do. If you're into that, hey, you can see those TV stars on the Broadway stage and it does happen a lot.
1: Yeah, it happens c- quite a lot. Um, it's not it doesn't draw me in but I understand why it would to somebody who is not necessarily a theater person um i feel like for theater people it's it's a little bit controversial sometimes uh because it you know it it can be controversial but we won't get into that but for somebody who enjoys it there's nothing wrong with that if you want to see somebody from your favorite show who's doing something it gets your butt in the seat and you get a great experience so no judgment on that as well um if you're not into that like i said go support the understudy and they are on you know a couple times a week so that is also an option so there you go But as far as Broadway now, because I haven't seen anything for quite a while. COVID's um, real. Yeah, so if you could see um, a couple shows, what would you... A
0: couple? I got to do a couple? I just had one... No, you could just
1: do one then. What what would you want to see?
0: To clarify from the stat I said earlier in this episode, where I said that the 2018-19 season had 1.43 billion and 38 38 shows opened, to quantify that to today... Today there are currently twenty shows running on Broadway, mm. so that's just a comparison. See where we're at and why—not necessarily why we're doing this because we love Broadway, even if we weren't in this time. But we want to support it, and we we do actively want to go, and we're excited about that opportunity. And I mean, the part sh- of
1: it is we still don't know what's going to happen, so yeah, well, because, I can understand why producers and people don't want to put their money down. I get it, and that's fair.
0: Yeah. So I'm going first. Fine, I'll go first. Yeah. If I were to see a show and I don't necessarily like the material, I've seen the show before. With Rosalio Esparza, but if I had to see a show today, it would be Company because of Patti Lupone and Katrina Lank. Mm. Because I, I'm not necessarily big into the, the they're switching the genders from what was originally written. I'm, I'm not big into that. I don't know that that matters to me per se. Mm-hmm. But I'm a sucker for Patti Lupone and Katrina Lank I had seen in the band's band's visit, yeah, and she to me really was a great part of that show. I'm not saying she's the best vocalist in the world. I didn't she's not,
1: I was just going to say that because that was a show, and that's why I kind of encourage if anything interests you, even if you don't know it well to go, because I had no interest in the band's visit but originally. I, I kind of was interested, but not really. And I think I pushed you a little you bit. You pushed me, and it was my birthday, and I, nothing else was interesting to me, and so I think I ended up getting tickets from TDF for cheaper, and I went to a matinee on my birthday because I had plans at night. And I took the chance, and honestly, it was probably one of my favorite experiences that I've had in the last, like, three, four years, I think, besides King Kong, (laughs) but for different reasons. It was just a beautifully done show. And I had never seen her as a performer. And she is not the strongest vocalist. But sometimes you can make up for that with passion and acting, which she did. So that's why I kind of want to say take a chance. So I could see why you'd be interested in, in what. Because I'm
0: of saying. her. Because of her and, and Patti LuPone. Yeah. I respect her pipes. She's an icon. She got some pipes. And I like her chutzpah. She, she has a lot to say. But Katrina Link, her acting in The Band's Visit, I was not really aware of her work for that. Mm-hmm. Vocals... Patty Lapone beats her in that, in my mind. Of it's not a competition. But if I'm going to a show to see something, Patty Lapone has me on the vocal and Katrina Link has me in the acting because yeah. she, she made me connect with her and I believed in her and I believed in the emotions she was selling. So I. They hit me. Not necessarily the story. And that's why I say for you, the listener, it really depends if you care about the story or not. I know company. I know it pretty well. I don't really like the, the material, but I like the actors in it. So I'm willing to. Ben, I mean, I saw King Kong the musical. So, yes, <laughs> and Company is no King Kong. Let's just put it like that.
1: Absolutely. Now, for me, <laughs> the thing that I really want to see, which is probably going to be still difficult at this uh. time, is Hades Town. Ah. I have wanted to see this for a while. I'm really big into Greek mythology. It's one of it was one of my fun things that I loved in high school and was obsessed with. And I've heard really good things about it. It's still kind of a hard ticket to get, um, but. I've heard it, it, it's very simple and in, in, in the way that it's set up the stage the stage looks great and things but I've heard it's it's simplistic but in a wonderful way and I'm, I have a sick curiosity I definitely want to see it not because anyone specific is in it um, I just want to see the story and the staging and somehow I will finally see this the other one I'm kind of interested in is Moulin Rouge not mm. because I'm really big into the movie I actually don't normally like things based off of movies so mm-hmm. much but um I'm just curious <laughs> it's a sick curiosity that I want to see it. But definitely, I am gunning to see Town. I'm pretty excited and can't wait to get my butt in the seat.
0: Yeah. And so, I, this is my final question. Because we, we've talked about our experiences on yeah. Broadway. We've talked about what we want to see. And we also talked about ways you can see Broadway at a price that does not break the bank. If someone were a tourist or somebody mm-hmm. coming to New York City, is there a show you would recommend that people see?
1: Oh, as a tourist?
0: Yeah. The uh, why I know why I'm asking but
1: No, I, I something like Hades Town may not be so palatable for tourists even like a band's visit. I could see why for the masses it may not have the appeal. I think the shows that would make people most excited Of course, besides something like Hamilton, because it has gotten so much buzz, um, I think fan of the opera, look, I I don't personally care for the show. It's more of, it's kind of iconic, and honestly, people get excited by the the sets. It's one of the first shows that was, if you know your musical theater history, that was a spectacle show, and because of that, the rest of them have closed. It was like Les Mis and Miss Saigon were all of that era. So it's kind of a relic of, the, of that. And it is impressive. I wouldn't I call it a relic.
0: It? I'd call it a throwback or something. that harkens back to the glory days. The
1: glory days that started making musical theater very popular. So, it, I mean, always was where it became more mainstream. So, honestly, you kind of have to see it. I mean, the sets are amazing. The music is good. And I think most people would like that. And I think something, honestly, like Beetlejuice.
0: Uh, Beetlejuice is no longer running.
1: Oh, never mind. Never mind about Beetlejuice.
0: But, but no you were good to see it. Yeah, yeah. But so basically, <laughs> I'm it hearing closed? this. It did.
1: Oh, I thought it came back, but I guess it didn't. Uh,
0: well, I'm going as as of right now. Yeah, this a lot, lot of in shows time,
1: just did not. It
0: break. is not open. I know it's coming back. It will be coming back. Ah, I do remember seeing yes. in the future. I'm talking about if today, in the here and now, you, the listener, wanted to go see a show and you were buying tickets right here, right now. Yeah. Beetlejuice would not be currently running, no. but they did announce they're coming back. I don't have the exact date. So that's that. fine.
1: So I would stick with Hamilton, or actually even Wicked, because I think those are the two that got the biggest buzz. Not fan of the long. opera. So you were taking that. No, out? no, no. Okay. And and fan of the opera just because of what it represents as far as theater history, and I think it's still as fresh as it was back then. <laughs> it's just, I, I guess, <laughs> but it's just. But
0: you it's know. also music. My mom chose that when she, we they came, and she chose it because I think my mom likes spectacle. When she goes to show, sure. Shows. If you're paying and
1: for that price, yeah. and
0: if you want spectacle, yo, that chandelier will fall. Spoiler.
1: And honestly, everybody knows some of the music. The, exactly, so and that's the that other you're thing you're familiar with. And honestly, I have never met a tourist who saw it who said it was okay. All really? of them, yeah, all of them were like, "Oh, I loved it" because it's a spectacle. So,
0: <laughs> so if you're a local, we don't recommend that one. If we, you're a local, pass. Unless you
1: really have memories, well, for some reason, no.
0: What I will say is, if you're a local, you can push the boundaries a bit more.
1: I think that it, it's kind of like travel
0: and the way you go somewhere that's you know yeah. not too dangerous for your style yeah if if you're somebody who's in a dangerousness, then yeah. maybe go see moulin rouge or Hades Town or, or like Camberley Well, moulin
1: would. rouge is popular I think it, is, it is everyone would like that for me it's not a show uh,
0: but i also use. don't know if you have kids along if that that's necessarily something you want your kids no
1: you don't take kids to moulin rouge but that's kind save of it point. for a you know a, a date night
0: i think you could take the kids to phantom yeah yeah, yeah
1: absolutely it's, kids it's not like that sure. it's not
0: Overtly offensive. Yeah,
1: Moulin Rouge. I mean, it was a bunch of women dancing around there's, seductively.
0: There's some parental <laughs> guidance needed, and I guess that's why I asked that question. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. if you're a tourist coming here and you don't know as much, if about you don't Bombay, have kids,
1: or you going with friends, go see something like right. Moulin Rouge, or even Hamilton. Though, don't they sling around some? There, words? there
0: are some swear words. Yes, there are some swears. There, there, there. will <laughs> be, and that's why it's interesting. You said that because there will be. Yes, there are some bombs dropped. Well, um, it depends on the
1: age of the kid, and also oh, for me, that I mean, was a
0: pun. That was a pun, and I didn't realize because there are bombs because it's war, revolutionary war, yeah. bombs dropped. Get it? Yeah. Ah! I didn't even do that. Sorry. But, yeah.
1: I mean, look, I, I, I'm I, actually in the minority. I have no interest in Hamilton.
0: And that's I know fine. I just
1: said that. Now people are going to come at me with pitchforks.
0: Well, it, as we've said, it's everybody has their different taste, And that's why when I talk about travel, and you go somewhere that's within your... Taste ranger that you're comfortable with. I think Phantom is something you mentioned that you mentioned Wicked and you mentioned Hamilton. Yeah. I think that's accessible to, to many people. To the masses, people. right? Right. I I guess if I were to pick something to recommend to a tourist who doesn't think like me, I guess mm-hmm. I would recommend Wicked. And yeah. the reason why is because it, you, you know The Wizard of Oz. And no one knows it. But also as an adult, I felt there were themes about what is good, what is bad, um, like image yeah. how you portray yourself and who is the more um shrewd or or smarter person among the two witches so it, it's for an adult i feel there could be an intellectual discussion whereas the phantom of the opera i don't get it. it's sorry, cut and
1: dry with wicked it's like it's kind of that old thing that people say of you don't always know the full story and there's two sides to every story and there's the truth which is interesting and and it is interesting when i saw it i was like oh that's interesting this is why this happened this way and what so it is interesting and from a child's perspective it's just fun you know i think it's very safe for families i think it's safe for tourists i think it's safe for locals (laughs) oh they've made it
0: marketable they have made it marketable for kids because they are selling up a storm so (laughs) no matter
1: what you choose there's no judgment from us. We just want you to get into those seats. I can't judge anyone because I saw King Kong the Musical and I brag about it. And let me tell you, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Fight me.
0: Moving up, moving, <laughs> <on> up. <laughs> Girl, so moving up, moving on up. It was so bad. I
1: freaking love I,
0: it. They, they didn't even record this on track. They're not coming after me. <laughs> and on that note, Broadway, live your life as an exclamation, not an explanation.